This episode is brought to you by my good friends at Huzo. Huzo is an acronym for human sound. Huzo delivers uniquely enhanced human toning sounds through headphones as well as through pads placed on your major acupuncture meridians on your body, which are your wrist and your ankles, thereby introducing a specific modulated frequency that are balancing and harmonizing throughout your body. One session takes about 30 minutes, and during that time, a strange series of tones create a natural resonance in your body that Huzo claims counteracts the harmful EMFs, toxins, and stresses you are exposed to during the day or just normal living, all while balancing the body, leaving you with a clear head, improved health, better sleep, and the feeling of calmness and well-being. You can try one at www.thisishuzo.com slash rebel. Use the code rebel25 to save $25. The folks at Huzo even have a great payment solution for you with terms up to 12 months. Check it out. I highly recommend this machine. It has changed my life and calmed me out. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Willpower is everything. It's a very difficult concept to understand. You know, people show willpower in various parts of their life, but it's very difficult for them to use it when losing weight. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. On today's episode of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast, I finally get to do an episode that I've been wanting to do a long, long time on bariatric surgery. Today's guest is Samara Khan. She is a physical assistant and registered dietitian in the field of bariatrics. She specializes in helping bariatric patients keep their weight off after the honeymoon period. Samara is Excited to bring her skills and expertise on weight regain after bariatric surgery to the public world with her coaching, retreats, book, and speaking engagements. She offers a timeless framework for helping bariatric patients reboot all the aspects of losing regained weight, working with her clients locally, nationally, and abroad. Her professional practice delivers one-on-one hand-holding and practical strategies designed for patients to organize, simplify, and inspire long-lasting results. She lives with her family on Long Island, New York. I hope you enjoy this episode. And i also like to say this isn't just for bariatric patients. This is anybody that wants to keep weight off for a very, very long time. Enjoy this episode. Thank you. God bless. Samir Khan, welcome to the Rebel Health Coach podcast today. How are you? Thank you, Tom. It's an honor to be 
here with you talking to you about weight loss. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, reaching out to me because I've always really wanted to dive into this weight loss bariatric surgery issue. And I've never ha- found, I've never really found the right person to do this. And then you reached out to me and I was super excited because your book, which I read over the weekend, powered through it, Bariatric Regain Be Gone is amazing. Thank you. And I'm glad you liked it. Oh, it was a, I, I had my iPad with me and I pretty much just like Saturday mornings and Saturday night and all day Sunday just scanned through it or read through it. And I was like, wow, this is a great book for somebody who went through bariatric surgery or or thinking about, even thinking about bariatric surgery. Exactly. That's why I wanted like a walking resource for them, right. you know, because there are so many questions that patients have. And I tried to like answer most of them, not everything, but most of them, you know, and through this book. And you did a good job. And as I read it, though, it also pertains to general weight loss. So that's why I think anybody is looking towards going to a bariatric surgery should read Correct. this first. But we'll get into that. Before we do, though, you're a physician assistant and registered dietitian. Correct. And also, you went to school for nutrition as well, right? Yes. So I went to school for nutrition, and then I became a registered dietitian. Okay. And after that, I decided I also wanted to become a physician's assistant. So with the combination of both the PA and the registered dietitian, it, it really satisfies that niche of bariat- in bariatric surgery because a lot of patients have nutritional questions. And most of it is nutrition also, along with you know, mental health and everything else. But you know, I really am passionate about this. I love helping people. And this really, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about every day when I go to work. That's awesome. Now, do you, you live in Long Island? Yes, I live on Long Island. What part of Long Island are you on? It's called, it's in the center. It's not out east like the Hamptons or out west like Manhattan, the city. It's in the center. It's called Nassau County. Okay, I'm familiar with that. Ronkonkoma. Huntington. Huntington. Yes, Ronkonkoma is out east. Right. Okay. So you're past Ronkonkoma. No, No, I'm before before Ronkonkoma. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I had been in Ronkonkoma. I took a the train from the train, yeah, from, you know, the city. from the city to Ronkonkoma to visit a uh, customer, actually. Okay. So anyway, you grew up in India, correct? Correct. Yes, I grew. I was born here, but I went back to India and I grew up there. Okay. So what age did you move from here to there? I was three. Three. Okay. Yeah. So when you were growing up in India, what influence did it have on you becoming a, a, a registered dietitian and a nutritionist or function and a, a physical a physician's assistant? I'm sorry. I was always surrounded. My dad's a cardiologist, you know. So I was always surrounded by the medical profession okay. growing up, and I always had an interest in weight loss because my parents are overweight, and I have a lot of cousins who are morbidly obese. So I was always interested in that weight loss aspect of it. 
And I, you know, when it was time to go to school, I really wanted to specialize in nutrition to help people. Okay. That was the main reason. I, I always had a keen eye on that. That's good. And I, I really appreciate the fact that you, and admire the fact that you took it upon yourself to dive into this bariatric realm. Uh, because I'm a huge fan of, of people who get bariatric surgery, A, because it takes a lot to pull that trigger. Correct. It takes a lot on, on you know, the patient, it has a patient, you know, to, because people are constantly trying to tell them that it's the easy way out, but it's not. It's a lot of work, but then the results, when patients see the results, it's amazing how the comorbidities like diabetes and hypertension and sleep apnea completely disappear. Yeah, I had a, a part of my case study for functional medicine was to get my certification was a client that I had who had bariatric surgery. She actually had a sleeve. Yes, and the sleeve is very popular. And digging into the deep end of the pool of the bariatric surgery side was very interesting for me because there's a lot of things going on with the, with the body when you do that. Uh, some of the things that, as you well know, is like, I didn't realize this until I dug into it, was the fact that nutrients and vitamins are poorly absorbed after the surgery. Yes, that's why we keep insisting on vitamin intake after surgery because they do not absorb 100% of what they eat because when during the sleeve, 80%, almost 80% of the stomach pouch is taken out, right? right. And along with it is ghrelin, which, which is an appetite stimulator. Most of it is gone. So whatever you're left with, 20% of the stomach, the pouch is really reduced. The digestive process is not up to par because the hydrochloric acid that we have right now before surgery, most of it is reduced. So the acidic uh, medium is not there. So food is not digested well. So there's a lot of things that patients are taught, like to chew their food well and help with the digestive process. And definitely take your vitamins, which is very, very important because symptoms don't show up right away, but they do over the years. Right. Right. I think especially with, if even with the food we have in today's society, which is already lacking in, in most of the minerals and vitamins that we need. Correct. So supplementation for a regular human or a person that hasn't had surgery is just as important. But it's even more so important if you had the more surgery. So, exactly. And more with the gastric bypass, because that's a malabsorptive procedure in addition to being restrictive like the, like the sleeve. So now this is, do allopathic physicians tell people this when they get the surgery? Uh, in our practice, I go, I, am, I also meet with them. Okay. First, at the first visit. So right away, I try to you know, educate them and they are in constant touch with me. They can text me 24-7. So you know, they know when they go shopping what to get, how to get things, what exactly, how it's going to affect their system. We try to change their mind 
because you know we do surgery on the on the stomach, but not exactly the mind, right? Right. I like to change the way they think, get into clean eating, stay away from processed foods, and all about the absorption and the vitamins and the fluids. We go over everything with them, and I try to make sure because. It's not just pre-op, it's also post-op. You know, Once you have the surgery, doesn't mean that you can just disappear and you'll be okay on your own. You need those regular follow-ups and you need to be in touch with your dietitian. That's good. And that's good. So you must work with a pretty open-minded physician to, very, to, to have you on board. Exactly. They are very open to what I have to tell them. They know that I'm the expert on the nutrition part of it, you know? So they let me do, you know, let me do my job and That's go awesome. above and beyond. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, what do you feel attributes to the patients who had the surgery regaining the weight? And, and what, I mean, I think the statistics are 20 to 30% of patients turn to post-surgery Correct. status. We do have pre-surgery a pre-surgery status, I'm sorry. Especially people who had the lap band in the past, you know, we do have a few patients who've had the lap band and who've been successful, but there are quite a few who have failed with the lap band. So they do come back, they've gained all their weight back, and now they want to go for revisional surgery where they go either for the sleeve or the bypass, depending on what, you know, their medical condition allows. We do see 20 to 30% of people regain their weight either because the old habits have returned mm. with time or, and also because there's no cheering squad. Like in the beginning, family and friends are always around, like, you know, motivating them, pushing them, getting them to go there. But then after some time, that cheering squad disappears and the patient starts realizing, you know, wow, it's like, no, you know, there's no motivation right. or things like that. And mental health plays a big role also. Depression can set in and old habits can come back. So that's why it's very important they attend support groups and follow-ups with the doctors, you know, go for their blood work to check their vitamin and iron levels. You know, all that stuff matters a lot. Well, that's why I admired your book because we also have to destruct these destructive behaviors or address these destructive behaviors beforehand and afterwards so that this doesn't happen because surgery is actually just a tool, right? Right. It's only a tool. It's not a miracle because over time, after the honeymoon period, which lasts like say 12 to 18 months, after that, the maintenance phase starts. So if you have not reached your goal weight and I've already started cheating during the, you know, like uh, getting back to your old habits during the honeymoon phase, you never get to your goal weight. But even if you do, after the 18 months or so, your maintenance phase starts. So you've got to make sure you're going to start plateauing. So that's the time you start doing things different. Change the way you exercise, change the way you eat, you know, different ways which both your therapist and your dietitian can help with that. Yeah, I think that's important. And also, while reading this book, I, which I really loved, this book is amazing. The one thing that came to my mind is right now, especially right now, since we've all been going through this COVID thing and quarantine and 
Now there's a lot of people that have gained extra weight from sitting around the house doing nothing. A lot yes. of a lot of gyms have been closed that they couldn't go to. So the quarantine 15 is huge, no pun intended. But also, this book really is not just for people with bariatric surgery because this is all about permanent weight loss. Right. And that involves the same things it does for a person that went through the surgery because we have to, yeah, Yeah. we have to really address this, these destructive behaviors. Right. Even if you are just on a diet and you lose all your weight, diets are temporary. You can't stay on them all your life. And when you get off the diet, you tend to regain some weight back. So this book here, helps with the 12 core pillars because every every one of those weight regain, I broke it down, right. helps people who haven't even gone for bariatric surgery because if you know it basically it works for I, non-bariatric patients also. You speak of the weight regain regain. Right. And I really love what you did here by taking the weight, yes. the word weight regain and breaking it down, which I really want to go through right now. You said this is a 12 core pillars to weight loss. And as I went through them this weekend, it was, it's true. Cause the first one you say weight. So it's weight regain. So we're going to break it down. Weight, the W willpower. W is willpower. And this is a biggie. A big thing. Willpower is everything. It's a very difficult concept to understand. You know, people show willpower in various parts of their life, but it's very difficult for them to use it when losing weight. Right. And you, you really need to work on changing your brain and rewiring that, that part of your brain for weight loss. You have to really master the hunger inside of you. Right. And, and learn to, to kind of well, overcome the, the hunger monster. Kind of make it your friend. Overcome, yeah, exactly. And overcome the hunger monster. Yeah, That's hunger very, monster. I like that. Yes, exactly. It's a monster that you need to, you know, uh, take control of and help you with your cravings. How do you stop your cravings? And, you know, there's also a cheat sheet in the book which tells you how to do it. The willpower cheat sheet. Yeah, I saw that. That's amazing. And the, I mean, the very first thing I think, though, and you said it in your book as well, is you have to know your goal, right? Yes. We've got to set yes. a goal like anything in life. We all set goals. We say, okay, I'm going to reduce my spending or I'm going to put, I'm going to add to my savings account. You all have these goals, but you have to, you really have to master this. And you yeah, have to the know smart goals. Yeah, yeah. The smart goals really help. So you know your specific, you know what exactly where you want to be in what period of time. So that helps you set like small goals. You know, you don't want something that's not practical. Okay, now E out of the way is environmental cues. What is this? Yes. And how do we change it? So environmental cues are basically your surroundings okay so what are you surrounded by that is your work schedule like people always complain if my work schedule got better i could start prepping 
So when is it ever going to get better? Like if you did not have a long drive home, I would drink more water. So, you know, there's always people complaining about if I could do this, I would do this. So basically, environmental cues are everything you're surrounded by because our environments discuss, like they dictate our actions. All right. So that is very important. It's a, very, it's a misconception that change comes only from within. That's not true because, you know, you need to have an optimized environment around you to help you make better choices. All right. That is very important. Like watching TV and eating chips out of a bag. That's mindless eating. Okay. Okay. Right. Sitting in front of the computer and having a bowl of candy. That's all your environment, which you need to change. See, some of my tips when I was going through this real quick, because I want to get dig in deeper. But one of the things I did was just didn't quit buying that stuff and bringing it into the house. Correct. But of course, I, I am by myself. So that's a lot easier when somebody has a family with children. Or right, when you have kids right. and you know they have snacks. The snack bar is, is there in every house. And it's very difficult for the parents, you know. To who are losing weight, to you need a lot more willpower to stay away from that snack bar. <laughs> you need to, you need to find like a, a, maybe like a locker with a lock do, on they it. Do sell, they, Amazon sells a lock that you can put on your refrigerator. You know, it's <laughs> like just for this. It's so funny. And some of my patients, they uh, they get this huge red stop sign and they put it right on their refrigerator. That's so not a bad idea. Or a picture of them right. when they were oh. really like 200 pounds. So you know you never want to go back there again. Oh, great idea. Environmental cues, okay. All right. The next I in weight is increased metabolism. Right. Increasing your metabolism. That's very, very important because your metabolism falls asleep. For example, when you're skipping meals on a regular basis, right? So gender, males have a higher metabolism than females. But with age, metabolism slows down. So you want to you know, make sure as we get right. older, it slows down. So there are certain foods that increase your metabolism, but then there are certain things that don't also. There's also a chemical called leptin, mm. which is a hormone, all right? It helps to stop hunger. So things like that, it circulates around and decreases. When you starve yourself, it goes down tremendously. So when you have less leptin in your body, it spikes your hunger. Okay. And we, you talked Craving. about ghrelin a bit, little bit yeah, too. Yeah, this is the opposite. Right. So leptin is the opposite of ghrelin. So the ghrelin is something that when you have the surgery is taken away. Taken away so it reduces your appetite. Okay. And leptin usually stops your appetite, but then if you have less leptin in the body, you get hungry, more hungry. Okay. And the thyroid has to come into play there at some point. Oh, yes. The thyroid plays a big role also. And also cortisol plays a huge role. You know, it's the stress hormone and it really plays a big role because with increased cortisol, it's harder to lose weight. And that's happening a lot right now with with the COVID. It's all about the stress. Yeah. And so, people, I mean, we're in a stressful, this whole year basically oh has been stressful God, for many, 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 many people. Yeah, exactly. 
And it's, it is scary. I mean, I, I know this whole COVID thing's scary and it's stressful, but and also being in a lockdown with your family in it a house yeah. without having the, I mean, because we all, our social beings is to a point. Right, and there's no outlet. Right. So we eat. That's it. Eating is the only thing. You keep going around the house, visiting the snack bar every hour. What happens, you know? This is yeah. what happens. And I, I'm a, you know, like the calories in, calories out concept is not, is not doesn't no, work. It doesn't work because people don't realize that all calories are not made the same. A calorie of protein is different from a calorie of carbs. Wow. Yeah. Right? Right. So remember, it's it's nine calories versus seven calories versus four calories. So it doesn't matter. So that doesn't work. And if right. you don't exercise, it gets worse. This episode of the Rebel Health Coach podcast is sponsored by Himalaya Botanique Toothpaste. Your mouth is a gateway to your microbiome. Therefore, it is very important you avoid commercial toothpaste with harmful chemicals. As many of you know already, the oral mucosa or the inside of your mouth has a great capacity to absorb very quickly any kind of chemicals that can bypass the GI tract and enter into the system really fast, which is why I use and recommend to my clients Himalaya Botanique Toothpaste. Sometimes using natural toothpaste can feel like a trade-off. Sure, it is great to ditch the SLS and the artificial flavors, but brushing with natural toothpaste can feel flat and bland, leaving your mouth with an unclean feeling. I have tried many toothpaste that either taste like baking soda or I don't feel really work. Himalaya Botanique, our sponsor for today's episode, is a toothpaste that is free from fluoride, SLS, and artificial colors and flavors. But unlike other similar toothpaste, they do not compromise on flavor or performance. Himalaya toothpaste is always bursting with foam and flavor. Interested in trying it for yourself? Get 20% off a Himalaya Botanique toothpaste on Amazon with the discount code REBELHEALTH. Check out the show notes for more details on this episode's sponsorship with Himalaya Botanique. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, let's go to the G in the weight part. Was grazing, picking, and nibbling. Right. So basically, we try to teach people who've been through bariatric surgery, and even if you're not, to stop, to make sure you have fixed schedule, like breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, not all day grazing, just passing the counter, putting something in your mouth, coming back, putting something else in your mouth at the office, especially around the holidays. Oh, yeah. gets really bad. So, you know, every Hershey kiss adds up. Right? <laughs> every Hershey kiss adds up. Yeah, it does. Make a, That should be a saying. Yes. Like right? a t-shirt, every Hershey kiss adds up. It's like, oh my God. So that's why it's very, very important. You know, you can stop your grazing by, you know, like making sure to stop grazing. You want to build your meal before it begins, right? Right. So you want to make sure. And also you try to brush it. They tell you to brush your teeth if you can, if you're home after every meal. So that sort of kind of 
prevents you from going back and snacking right away in between. Yeah, good point. Some, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. And I sometimes was... people think they are hungry, but they're actually thirsty. So if you drink something that it passes, that, you know, it passes. Now that's the H, is hydration. Right, hydration. You know, hydration is drinking a lot of fluids. Water is the most important, but not everybody likes water, even though it's the most important fluid. You know, people don't like water all the time. Not everybody likes water. So we have to give them substitutes. And there are a lot of substitutes you can, you can do, you know. What are some of yours? So what we suggest is I generally, I like to freeze uh, chunks of fruit and put it in the refrigerator and then use them to ice up your water. Oh, nice. Right? Or you, I never can thought spike that. It up, you can spike it with basil leaves right. or, you know, or, you know, diffuse, you get a water bottle diffuser. You can do that. You can do even like go for green tea or ginger infused tea. You know, that helps also. And, so, and most of our patients, they like sugar-free ice pops. Hmm. All right. But I don't like sugar substitutes. Right. You know? We try yeah. to stay away from that. But herbal tea and soups also add up to your fluid content. Of course, water is the most important thing, but you know, but you what? can also drink, you can also eat your water. How do you do that? Because there are certain food items that are high in, in water content. Like watermelon. Correct. Pears. Pears, uh, cucumbers. Exactly. You know, things like that. Chia seeds. Chia seeds actually swell up when they are in water and they, they add on to the water. So you're full longer when you eat chia seeds because they swell up in mm. your throat and keep you full longer. That's a good point. Yeah. I never yeah, thought of I that. Mean, yeah. What about sparkling waters? Because I get asked that question a lot. And I'm not a, I like the taste of sparkling waters, but I don't like the chemicals inside the sparkling water. See, the thing is the carbonation. We tried to ask them to stay away from bubbles. Oh. Because bubbles tend to stretch the pouch with time. And that's what it is. A lot of people are very upset about that when we tell them that, you know, we want you to stay away from salsa water. Like even beer is carbonation. So, right. yeah. so we have to be careful with that after surgery. If, you, if you're not going for bariatric surgery, I guess that's fine. But uh, definitely, you know, you want to yeah. be Yeah, I agree. I didn't, I didn't even think about the bubbles in the, in the pouch. That's yeah. interesting. Like huh. the balloon, they stretch it. I just, I'm a, I, I know one thing for me, for my water consumption that's helped a lot is I bought a zero water tank that sits on my counter. And that's only because I don't have a home that I can add a whole water filter system in the house. But I think the taste of water that's pure tastes much better than that out of the faucet. Definitely. I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. And that's made a lot of change in, in my consumption of water and added to it because I want now I want to drink the water. Yeah. I and you can make it different. You can add cucumbers, dill, yeah. mint, whatever works for you. Yeah. But of course, you do meet people who hate water and there's nothing you can do about it. That's a toughie because it really we really need water. Yes, we do. You know, it really helps with the 
When you eat high-protein diets, you get constipated. It's constipating. Protein is constipating. Right. And it adds to making, I mean, I, I know when people, that's the first thing, when people ask me, hey, Tom, I'm constipated. I'm like, well, how much water are you drinking? Exactly. And the fiber content. And the fiber, right. you got to yeah. you got to have that water to, to form right. your bowel exactly. movement and push it back out. So the, the T in weight is tracking food intake. Right. Tracking really helps. Having, you know, you can do it the old-fashioned way, but not many people do it because they start off, but it's considered a chore, you know, writing down everything. Right. So they do have stuff, apps on your phone, like my fitness pal or Barry Tastic app. So we try to encourage them to do it so they are they are aware of what they eat. And research has shown that if you start tracking your meals, you're guaranteed to lose weight. Well, I was thinking about this too, is that like, I liked your food diary that you put in this chapter. Yes. And this is something that I really, I've used for autoimmune clients because you, you write what you ate. Right. How you felt when you ate it. That is very important. Your mood. How was it at that time? And Yeah, right. And how full you felt or did you feel bloated or what, what the outcome of that food was? Correct. The uh, quotient. That, it's the quotient, right? The quotient yeah. thing, yeah. Especially with like autoimmune clients that, that don't quite understand the fact that grains are going to defeat you. Right, exactly. So you, I really want to know how that makes, what grain you had and how that made you feel. So that it brings to your mind when you're doing this, like, okay, I can't. This is why I can't have that food. And it also trains them to identify fullness. Right. Some people don't realize it's only a second when the body tells, when the stomach tells the brain, I'm full, stop. People don't listen to that. They go beyond it. And that's when they overeat. And especially after bariatric surgery, you start getting nauseous. Oh, so, nice. You know, the mood also, did you eat more because you were angry? You were basically sabotaging yourself, right? right. Or you were upset. So how, what was your portion size at that time? You know, it's right. one, you know, like I basically did something where one was being extremely full and 10 was extremely starving. So, you know, in between, you want to see where you stand. Are you like satisfied, neutral, slightly hungry, hungry or very hungry? Now, I've used my fitness pal in the past. And I remember if you start, as I remember, I haven't, I don't track my food anymore because I pretty much know my body and how it makes me feel and what to eat and when to eat. And which is something that anybody that's not on, on a weight loss journey or has been on a weight loss journey, as you go through this, you'll learn all that. You're, what you're, how that food made my body feel, how it made me sleep. You know, you'll get all that. Right. The one thing about my fitness pal that I, I liked was that if you ate something regularly, that you, you didn't have to keep adding it. But the one thing, I don't remember if there was a place to, to write how you felt after that meal. In my no, I don't think so. Noom is the only one. The Noom, uh, the uh, app on the phone, N-O-O-M, they have a mental health aspect of it. And it seems to be, I haven't used it personally, but I was... I did speak about it at, uh, I think, on, on the news or something. It was there. Uh, Noom is the app, but then it has a mental health aspect of it. And 
that seems to help people be more successful. And that's N O O M. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna check that out. Thank they might you. be. They might be. Uh, uh, there might be a fee for it. I don't. I don't think it's free. But you know, there is something good about it, which people right. like. Right. I mean, apps are out there. My fitness oh my pals. God. It's like a million of them. Oh, yeah. But the, I mean, fee paying for something that actually works, I find. Right. You appreciate it right. more. Right. So yeah. Listen, the next part I want to move into is the R out of regain. Since we're done with weight now, we're going to move on to regain. Right. The R is retrain your fat cells. Yes, the fat cells. Let's talk about the fat cells here and what fat cells you're talking about. Okay, but fat cells, when you basically with fat cells, you ne- when you lose weight, you never lose the number of fat cells. You just lose the size of the fat cells, they go down in size. And that's why it's easier to gain the weight back because it's easy to come back again. Mm. So once the fat cells shrink, they, they still stay around. They right. still stay around. But then, you know, it's like uh, they get back as soon as you start eating. That's the mm. problem with fat cells. That's interesting because you're right. I mean, and I didn't, I've never thought of that. So it, so when, because when you start losing weight, your fat cells start filling up with water, right? As okay. a placeholder. So it's still there, like a placeholder. Okay. Wait for the cell to fill up with fat again when you eat a high-calorie, high-fat diet. So they're still hanging around there. They're very stubborn. Let's talk about the keto diet while we're on this subject. Because I'm, yes. I'm not a big fan of any diet particularly. Me too. The keto diet also, you've got to be very careful because your cholesterol levels go sky high and it's not recommended to be on it for a long time, period of time. Right. I, don't th- I mean, I don't think any diets should be long term. I think exactly. you Exactly. Be- and they don't, you know, they don't. They stop working after a while. Right. And I think myself, I kind of tailor play around with a paleo Mediterranean mix. Yes. The clean, I like the clean food, you know, clean, eating clean is the best. Right. But the keto diet and fat, I I just, I mean, keto works for some people. I guess it does. For people who've been like, who are like very morbidly obese, it does work for them. I see it does in our patients also. But it's also short. You have to remember this is a short term. The diet itself is a short term. Exactly. So you use that to initiate your weight loss, but you can't, I don't, I, I don't think, and I, I know that people preach that they've been on a keto diet for a long time. And it's basically, it's like 70% fat, 25% protein and 5% of carbs, which right. is, it's, it's impossible to stay on it for so long. Right. You know? Yep. And I think that it's like, just like bariatric surgery, it's a tool. It is a tool. It is a tool. Uh, but yeah. it's something that you want to have, you, you, you can keep it in your toolbox, like intermittent fasting. Right. But you don't want to do those things long term. Yeah, because you're in ketosis, the liver produces the ketones, and you know the high-fat diet, of course, it leads to low, low blood sugar levels. Right. But there are fatty acids that go to the liver. It's, it's not. It's very tough on the body. And one point I want to make while we're on this subject of ketogenic diet and fats is that 
a majority of people that are overweight end up having some form of gallbladder surgery. Correct. The reason for that is as soon as you have bariatric surgery, you start weight, losing weight fast. And that fat, that quick weight loss contributes to cholesterol stones in the gallbladder. And that's why we end up, they, we, we see them in the hospital as re, at, in the emergency room as coming back with pain abdominal pain and usually more than usually it is like a gallbladder issue and they have to go for gallbladder surgery and get it removed so usually we try to remove it if at the same time as the bariatric surgery sometimes if we see gallstones okay that's interesting i didn't know that part and that's a that's a, a really legitimate point but when you had when you don't have a gallbladder and you go to do these ketogenic diets, you've got to remember to like bile salt to help you process the fats. Correct. Because otherwise you're just eating fat and it's going right. to slide, it's going to come through you quicker than. Yeah, to Rhea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So I, I want to bring that point up for the listeners because if that's you're. That's very important. That's a right. very important point, Tom. Let's talk about the E of regain. And this is. Exercising consistently. Exercising consistently. Very, very important, you know? And the most we ask them to do is, because these are, if you're someone who has never exercised before, walking is the best to start off with walking. And you want to make sure, you know, we walk at least a minimum of 30 minutes. That's what we tell our patients, our clients. Okay. All right. And we don't want them to push it too much in the beginning itself, but get used to it. And we, we like them to do more cardio in the beginning. Okay. All right. But then resistance training is important also because there is excess skin that comes up after bariatric surgery, which, which really gets a lot of people upset about, you know, they're very concerned about what am I going to do, especially in the abdominal area. There is a lot of excess skin that does show up and you lose more than a hundred pounds. And uh, that's when the plastic surgeon comes in. But till then, we try to ask them to do a little bit of strength training and cardio to tone up the body. Okay. And also, I'm going to add that uh, I think a combination of cardio and weight training actually adds to the burn, the calorie burn. Exactly, definitely does. But they need to make sure they don't hurt themselves because then after that, they cannot even move. Mm. They don't want to overdo it. They need right. to get a trainer or someone who can help them for a few sessions to teach them the right How to technique. do it. Yeah, that's very important. And also, you mentioned in this chapter about overtraining, which, yes. I'm, which I do a lot. <laughs> no, we have, we have people who are in the gym for like two to three hours a day. Yeah. It doesn't help. Sometimes it backfires, you know, <laughs> with the weight loss. Yeah, I have to laugh because I used to go twice a day. And I'm like, what am I doing? Oh my God, seriously. <laughs> so, all right, let's do the G. Glucose insulin tolerance. Insulin tolerance. The carb, the carbohydrate connection. Carb and sugar connection, right? Yes, that's very important. You want to know what's in your carb wallet. Right. Let's right? talk about your carb wallet and carb timing. Because you want to make sure you eat carbs at the right time. Because, you know, I'm sure you've heard it's best to eat carbs in the morning because you have the entire day to burn the carbohydrates you took in, right? Right. This habit can sometimes 
it will stop you from burning the fat. So you want to make sure you do the right thing because every time you eat carbs, you trigger insulin. Okay. All right. So when you trigger insulin, that's the hormone that encourages fat storage. Mm. All right. So you've got to be very careful about that. All right. So, but you wake up in the morning, your insulin levels are low. Why? Because your body was in that overnight fast. Okay. Right? It's fasting all night. Right. When you eat carbs in the morning, you're suddenly going to have a major spike of insulin. Okay. And then your body, it tells your body that you've got fuel. So instead of burning the fat, it's going to go into fat storage mode, right? So this energy spike is also going to crash soon. Mm. So what that's why we want you to eat protein with your carbs. You carbs. don't want to eat food by itself. It's always combined it with protein. So you have a more steadier uh, blood sugar uh, curve. Let's talk about carbs. What kind of carbs are you talking about? So there are good carbs and there are bad carbs, right? Right. So, you know, there are salty carbs and there are sugary carbs. So you want to make sure that you always combine things like For example, there are people who like pretzels and potato chips. Those are carbs, but they're salty carbs and they're not good for you. So what would you like to go instead? You should rather go for something like chickpeas, which is high in protein. It's also got carbs in it, roasted chickpeas. Or you could do hummus and carrot sticks, cucumbers and tuna salad. these These are things you can put together rather than going for salty carbs. Okay. What are some sweet carbs? Chocolate and candy are a lot of people's fixations, right? But rather, I would rather you go for like a small fruit, like an apple or banana with almond butter. Okay. So you're combining the protein and the carbs together or fresh berries with low-fat cottage cheese. You know, so you're combining things or yogurt, Greek right. yogurt. And if you have starchy carbs on your mind, what could it be? So instead of rice, a pasta, you want to go for all the cauliflower substitutes. They have something called right rice, which you get at Whole Foods, uh, which is made out of veggies, right rice, and it tastes really good. You have spaghetti squash or zucchini noodles you can try rather than, you know. One thing that I've noticed that, and I, if I eat like a half a sweet potato yes. at dinner time, that I, it helps me sleep like a baby. Yes, that's a good carb, Tom. Sweet potatoes is a, are a good qua- carb, just like quinoa and oatmeal. Right. Yep. And I, I, for a while there, I was playing around with my diet, and I, that's something that I do because I want to see what how my body reacts. But I wasn't sleeping well for a while. Then a friend of mine, or a colleague, a friend of mine, or a colleague, said, hey, "I think you should add like a sweet potato." So that that holds you through the night and the burn and the burn over while you're sleeping will help you sleep. So that's a source of clean carb, just like acorn squash or Mm. berries or tart cherries also clean carb, legumes, lentils, all those are good sources of carb. All right. The A in regain, acceptance to portion control. Right. Potion control. You want to make sure that there's a big difference between eating a full, a, from a regular dinner plate and eating from a small salad plate, right? Okay. So potion control makes a big difference. 
And also you want to make sure you put your fork down between bites. You want to tap the brakes a little bit. You don't want to like, you know, go through it right away. Give your brain a chance to catch up Mm. and realize that I'm full because it is going to give you the message soon. So by prolonging that, you want to take between 10 and 20 minutes to eat a meal. Okay. Right? 20 minutes at least, maximum, not more than that. But you don't want to take more than 20 minutes also because that that puts you into the grazing category. Uh, okay. Okay. Right? So you want to pay attention to your portion sizes because just an extra like 10, 100 to 200 calories a day is going to add up to your weight. And I think the other thing is about mind, the eating mindfully. Oh my God. Mindfully is very important. You want to make sure you're not distracted on your phone, watching TV or on your computer. So you know what exactly is going into your mouth and you're chewing it well. So you don't even, you don't, food doesn't get stuck and you know, you're really taking care of yourself. Right. Right. Good point. Yeah. All right. The I, interactive weight loss tools. We talked about so that, the nutrition yeah. side, about uh, my fitness pal, uh, Noom. Yeah, they have like different smart scales right. also. They have these scales where you just step on them and it goes directly to your phone. And, you know, I actually, guess what? I have this uh, ring. I didn't wear it today. It's a ring called Quora, Q-U-O-R-A. It's just like a Fitbit. So the ring has to be charged, but it's connected to my phone. It tells me how many hours I slept. It tells me my temperature the next morning. And, you know, it tells me my, my pulse rate and all that stuff. So I really think it's fascinating. Uh, and it's, it's a weight loss, interactive weight loss tool in a way. Huh. So yeah, I a, use my Apple Watch. You do there. That's the yeah. best, though. Except for <laughs> now with EMFs becoming a huge thing with 5G. Right. <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, so I had I had to go out and buy an EMF protector for my watch. See, okay. you had to spend that extra money. I don't know if it works. You, that's the thing, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so... Okay, so you also have electronic water bottles. Oh, really? To, yeah. Tell me about so that. It's, it's compatible either with Android or, you know, the other platforms. And these are intelligent bottles and they use apps to calculate your daily fluid intake. Wow. I think that's amazing. They also have game, like, you know, gaming devices, like video games. Of course, you've heard about that. Right. Then you have social media where patients love Instagram because they like to post their before and after pictures. And that really keeps them motivated, the comments they get, the likes they get. And we have a closed Facebook page only for our patients. So, you know, if anybody needs any support, they go on there. So I basically, I, I post recipes and then, you know, I run support groups every month through Zoom online now because of the the lockdowns. Nice. And the next topic is how to survive the holidays, you know, things like that. Right, right. People love, or we do like an exercise class where the trainer teaches us how to all of us get together online and do it. So these are things which patients love. They love to stay in touch with each other and ask questions. Very, very important. Good for you. I like that. Yeah. What about, let's go to the other extreme about social media. 
What about the people that come to sabotage you? Yes, that's negativity. Right. As soon as there's negativity, you want to make sure that, you know, you're, it's time for your public, for public life to become more personal. Right. You've got to learn how to avoid it because we do have negativity. But that's why even on the Facebook page as the moderator, I have to make sure I keep everybody in check, you know, because this is a place where you're helping each other, supporting each other, not putting each other down. Right. But then with the public, when you're on Instagram, you cannot control that. Right. There's trolling going on. You know, you listen. You don't want to listen to trolls. You don't want to compare yourself. That's another problem. Right. Patients compare themselves. They're like, how come she didn't have any hair loss after surgery and I did? You know, so I have to explain to them. Yeah, that, that trap. Yeah. The comparison trap. And blindly following fitness influencers also. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Happens, you know, so. Yeah, there's a. <laughs> There's dangerous <laughs> advice out there. So I know. There is dangerous advice. Everybody wants a, Everybody wants that quick fix. And there are so many different quick fix things on the market. Like, take this pill, you lose 15 pounds. You know? Or join this level marketing company and you'll lose the weight. Right. You know, it's just, you have to it, really, they really... They had something where you sprinkle something on your food and you would lose weight. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Sprinkle something on your food. <laughs> I wish it was so easy, right? Yeah. I wish you could make a, 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 a old-fashioned with something that would help me lose weight or drink a, a beer that would help me lose weight. Exactly. And weight loss medications, I have to touch on that. Yes, They please. do work for a certain amount of time, but again, you can't be on weight loss medications all your life, and I'm not a fan of it right. because it tends to mess the body up. Right afterwards, you know. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I keep forgetting about the medications that are out there. Yeah, there are so many medications right. out there, but trust me, I'm not saying that it's a no-no. No, people it's a tool. do go for it as an additional, exactly right. as an additional tool to right. help them get to to their goal right. weight. But it's not for everybody, right? Like the ACG diet, you know that's that's a tool. To get you there. I mean, I, I don't agree right. with it. I, I don't agree with I, I think ACG is an amazing peptide. It's a yes. peptide and it works fantastic. Coupled with the right diet. Right. But again, it's not for everybody. Right. And it's a tool. It's a starting yeah. point. It's like, okay, I'm going to do this to initially lose the weight. And after that, I'm going to... And then change my habits. Right. Not go back to my old habits. That's it goes right to the beginning of this whole thing is willpower and goals. Oh my God, big time. And that they right. should have courses on willpower. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, there is courses on willpower. And I mean, there's groups. There's like I hate to say Facebook groups, but there are groups that are mindset groups that are wonderful groups. Exactly. They have apps also. They have the mindful eating track. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good point. I mean, I I have an app on my phone that sends me motivational quotes all day long. Right. And then they have an app for meditation right. if you want to calm yourself down, you know? Yeah. Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra. Deepak yeah, Deepak Chopra. Chopra. Yeah. Right. Just, came, just reintroduced his app. He redid his old meditation app. The new one is fabulous. I have uh, to check it out. Yeah. The end. Never look back. Never look back. 
And in this, in my opinion, this is the, the key to lasting weight loss is never look exactly. back. Exactly. Never look back because every single action you take during this period of when you're losing the weight is very critical for you to stay on track because you want right. to make sure that, you know, you've learned a lot. You've learned a lot. You've started becoming aware of yourself. You've, you've realized the difference between an excuse and an explanation. Right. All right. And you have a plan right now to fix things. You have a plan to prevent stuff and right. try to get back on track. Don't wait for Monday to come. Right. Get back on track right away. Right? Yeah. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, Monday, I'll start again. You know, exactly. Right. It's optimism along with action. Like, you know, you want to be persistent and try to bring everything to, together. Right. What makes you happy? How do you feel that you've lost so much weight? You know, is your family on board? Is there support? That's very, very right. important. Self-care. And me time. Me time and self-care. Right. You need to where you put yourself down on your own calendar, just like a doctor's appointment. Right. I have to exercise. It's right. my time. It's right? my time. A few moments of happiness or a lifetime of health. Right. Or, I mean, meditation too in the morning. You have to take that time. You have to schedule that me time for meditation exactly. too, or prayer time. I schedule my prayer and meditation time first thing in the morning. Exactly. And attitude is important. Right. Negative thoughts or positive right. thoughts. You know, you decide and your plan of action to make sure you better take care of yourselves. Don't stop putting yourself on the back burner right. because you want to be around. You want to be healthy for your kids, your grandkids. Right. And the other thing that I want to add too before we wrap this up is that you know what it's okay to have aunt mary's cake at her birthday yes come on you're you're human it doesn't matter right you know things like this should happen you live once just do what you have to do but get back on track right, right? don't right allow yourself a piece of aunt mary's cake or thanksgiving pecan pie or a new year's eve celebration but don't don't say, I'm going to wait till next Monday to get back on track. Do it the, wake you up know, the next morning and say, okay, I had a piece of Mary's cake, Aunt Mary's birthday cake, but it's okay. It's a new day. I'm going to move on. Exactly. Make sure you balance your right. life. You know, right. you have to balance it between your priorities, other people's priorities, yep. and yourself, you know? Absolutely. I mean, we all make mistakes. We all fall off track. We all... I've, uh, in my weight loss journey itself, I've fallen off track many times. Oh, me too. I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you today, it happens. But I tell myself, oh right. my God, we have got to get back on track. You know, right. get back on track because there is a tiny area which is called the zone of long-term success. That's where you want to be. It's between effort and sustainability. Ooh, so I like that. I like that. Yeah. Go you. I like that. Now let's talk about, first of all, you have a, a podcast yourself. Yes, I do. But I have to be honest, I've not been on top of it <laughs> because I know podcasts are a lot of work and oh. I just haven't found the time to it's hard. You know, editing and all that stuff. But I do enjoy it. I did enjoy your podcast. And it's Thank on. you. I hope you did. That was the whole intention. Yep. So I, I, now you need to get back on it. And yes. Get, so do that, but also 
You're working on another book. Yes, I just started uh, writing a book on childhood obesity, teenage obesity. And uh, that's basically, I want to involve the whole family in the entire process, all right, okay. with uh, childhood and teenage obesity. So I've just started, I don't know when I'll be, you know, I'm trying to get through it. Right. Well, you're actually going to school to be a doctor now too, right? Yes, I'm getting my doctorate in um, a physician assistant studies. So you got a plate full. Yes, I do. I work seven days a week. Uh, I I love what I do. Right. I love what I do. I, I, I'm right there with you. I, I mean, I work a lot, a lot into the night. I'd sit there and watch. Uh, last night, while I was prepping for this, after reading the book, but to I, I know it's like tonight I'm going to go back and I uh, took a, like a, we were talking before we started. I took a position with a physician. So I'm going back to studying my male hormones and my female hormones That's because good. he does a lot of hormone replacement therapy. Hormone replacement. So I've, I've got to go back and review awesome, all that. Uh, so, yeah, I think I, if you love what you do, you just do that. Exactly. You know, and, and, and not many people find that that niche, you know, like, you know, you should be lucky to find it. Oh, I'm I'm blessed. I'm like grateful. Yeah, exactly. Imagine waking up and not liking what oh, you I do. I know. I know. I, I yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There would, are quite a few people out there, Tom. I know. Like I know. And I, I had a conversation over the weekend with a friend of mine that was struggling where the place she works. And uh, I said, well, what is it you really want to do? What will make you happy to get up in the morning? Right. And I said, do that. Exactly. Do what you love. Right. All right. Before we close out, what are some things, first of all, how can people get a hold of you? Okay. I, I have an email there. It's called health at low calgal.com which is h-e-a-l-t-h at l-o-w-k-c-a-l-g-a-l.com a website with the same name local girl local local gal.com yes a facebook group and instagram and instagram local i'm not a very i'm not a very i'm not very good i don't keep up with social it's media it's hard it's hard. I am not, you know, I don't even market myself, Tom. That's I don't okay. market myself because I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm you have a full plate, my friend. Exactly. And, exactly. Get, and we, and you are doing a great job. And this book is remarkable. I highly recommend. I will put a link to the, I'll put it. Is it Thank on Amazon? You. I really appreciate it. Is it on Amazon? Yes, it's on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Okay. I'm going to put that with the show notes. Yes, this book was good because, you know, I had case studies in it with real yeah. patients. Yeah. So, you know. I really just, enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the resources. Uh, I really enjoyed, I actually enjoyed the, the physician, the bariatric surgeons that. Uh, yes, the surgeons yeah. with whom I work with, you know. Oh, yeah. They gave their perspective. That's a, that's a, I was like, whoa, this is starting off with a bang here. Yes. So I really, I, I highly recommend this book. Uh, Thank you. I really appreciate it. Wants to lose weight. 
to people that are thinking about bariatric surgery. I hope you're hearing this. Uh, to people that have bariatric, have had bariatric surgery, please go back and, and or go pick this book up. I mean, it's a, it's a good read. There's a lot of good stuff in here, no matter who you are or where you're at in your walk. Now, is there anything you'd like to leave the listeners with before we go? Yes, I'm definitely, you know, I would love to offer your listeners a free 10 to 15 minute assessment, nutritional oh, nice. assessment with me. Uh, they can email me and uh, I can definitely get in touch with them and schedule it just to give them an idea of where they are and which direction they need to go. Okay. And I also accept insurances. So, you know, depending on what insurance they have, it'd be fine. Now, can you do that interstate? I think so. Okay. Okay. I'll find out about that. Yeah, I know New York's a little tricky. But you're not, yes. you're, you're, I knew you're, New York City's more strict than anybody else. Yes, I don't, I'm right. sure about, I'll have to find out about that. Yeah. But I, I think that's more towards prescription drugs and testing. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, you know, nutrition, I don't think they're going to bother us. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think just that. I think it's mainly the testing and prescriptions. Bef- one thing I ask all my guests, and it doesn't pertain to anything we've talked about, if you had, 30 to 45 minutes to kill or chill. What album or artist would you put on to listen to? You know, I listen to Indian music. You do? Yeah, that okay. is my that is my thing. I haven't let go of my... Uh, my kids are 100% American now because they live, we live here. Right. And laugh at me. But I still listen to old-fashioned Indian music, Bollywood. Oh, music. really? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I listen. I don't think you ever thought you'd get a response like that from any of your no, guests. No, I didn't know where you were going to go when I asked that question. I, I, I really never know where anybody's going to go, but I get some really good answers. You do? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. So it's Bollywood it. music. I listen to Bollywood. Bollywood music. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for... Thank you, Tom. Uh, doing all you do for the health of our nation. I appreciate it. Thank you. Love it. And, you know, keep in touch. All right. Much love. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.